Welcome, everybody, to another episode of our Puget Systems Podcast live Q&A show. Uh, this week, uh, we're joined with by Armando. Actually, you know, how would you pronounce your last name? I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have asked. Fer- Ferreira. Ferreira. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, Armando's a pretty famous YouTuber, does um, to video tutorials. How, how to make your YouTube video production better, I think, is a, is a good, succinct way of doing it. Um, but just in case anybody who's joining us doesn't already know, uh, go ahead and give yourself a little introduction, who you are and what you do. Uh, like Houston said, I make uh, YouTube videos. I've been doing this now for almost 10 years. I started off as a tech channel, kind of doing it for fun. Uh, but filmmaking has always been a passion of mine. So I said, you know what? Why don't I just do stuff that I really want to do? Because the whole tech thing was kind of an accident. And we could talk about it later if you're interested sure. in hearing that story. Um, that was kind of an accident. And then I just decided, you know, I, you know, I've got a following now and I love filmmaking. Why not just switch it up and you know, do the stuff that I really, really am passionate about. So nice, yeah, nice. It's, it's been uh, a journey. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, actually, so you, you mentioned the, the, oh, what I'm actually passionate about, which is, is the filmmaking side of things. How, where did that come from? How did that start? Oh gosh, as a kid, man, um, we would grab, uh, actually I didn't even have a camcorder. It was my, my best friend's father who had a camcorder and we would just take it out. It was, you know, back in the day, you're talking VHS, uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, cause there might be some of you out there. Uh, it's literally just a, a tape that is recording, um, not digital at all, of course. So in fact, we never, we didn't even have the, at least for us, the technology to edit our own videos. So oh, everything wow. had to be done in camera. So in other words, we would be like, okay, action. And there were, there would always be a small delay. So mm-hmm. we knew that when there was an action count to like two, and then because of the, the little things had to spin, it took like a second, right? Sure. Yeah. So it would be like action one, 1,000, two, 1,000. And then you would do your little, you know, skit. And then we would literally be cutting it in the tape. Right. Um, It was, yeah, it was a challenge. And then of course we would play it back and people would like, I mean, our neighbors would enjoy it, but yeah, I've always been passionate about movies Uh, growing up. I told myself that I wanted to be like a VFX wizard, you know? Oh, sure. Uh, That never really happened, but I would watch movies and like, gosh, I want to do those special effects. That was really the thing. But yeah, I have a lot of, a lot of uh, short, short films as a kid growing up. In fact, I even thought about doing a YouTube video Going back and seeing like little sixteen-year-old Armando, right? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that'd be cool. Just to see how things have changed. Yeah. I mean, so what? Sixteen, sixteen-year-old Armando. That's ten plus years ago. Oh no, that's more, man. I'm forty <laughs> years old, man. <laughs> oh snap. Okay. So I mean, man, things things have got to have changed so much. Um, I mean, I've only just been kind of on the periphery of of a lot of this because of. You know, right. who I work for. And even just in the few years of working for Puget, I've seen such amazing advancements in right. everything from the editing to color grading and VFX. Every every piece of it has just been mind blowing. You know, it's funny. People don't realize how easy they have it now. I mean, our smartphones alone can capture better quality than what I was doing, you know, when I was 16 years old. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And the fact that you can even edit on your phone is is mind blowing. And and even still today, we complain about technology like, oh, this it's not good enough. Like buy this camera or buy this setup. It's crazy. Oh, man. That's, I remember like the, the megapixel wars, right, <laughs> where everybody was just trying to get more, more, more megapixels. And like, I feel like most people don't really even understand what that means. I, I know I don't really. Not, right. I don't know. Um, we've all fallen for that trap, I think. Right. <laughs> I mean, we still do. I think we've gotten to the point, though, that now it's like anything. You know what? Today, I, I can tell you right now, 20, even 2020, 2021. Any camera that you buy right now is so good. Like you really can't go wrong. And this goes all across the board with any manufacturer, really. I mean, it's it's their cameras today are excellent. Yeah, yeah. I've I've, I've seen I get, I've seen questions and stuff tossed around like that. Oh, like where should I start? You know, what yeah. what thousand dollar mm-hmm. camera do I need to buy to start my YouTube channel? And you've already got it in your pocket. You right know? on. Yeah. It, it's so that's the the coolest part. Um, what are, what are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on? 
Um, some of my favorite projects, um, there was one that we did two years ago. Um, it was a Nikon short film. If you go to the channel, um, you could type in like Nikon Z6. Or it's called the 6Z. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun because the deadline was crazy ridiculous. I mean, it was like you need it done by tomorrow. And we literally had – we were – we literally were filming. We filmed three days, almost in a row. We were sleeping wow. like three hours. Okay, Whoa. it was crazy. I mean, it got to the point where um, we were just like working nonstop. But see, to me, those are the memories with all the crew and everything that you just go back and talk about. Remember this? Remember? And you know, I know that film. It's not my. It's not my best work, and there's a lot of things that just didn't work out because, again, this is the this is the problem when you're working with a client as a client project versus like a personal project of your own mm-hmm. is that they want things they always tell you like last minute, okay, we need oh. this done tomorrow, <laughs> and it's like we need to get it done as opposed to like why didn't you tell me this like a month ago, which right. would have given us so much time to do a lot of things that we really wanted to do. So yeah, that was a, a one of the. I would say a memorable project. And we go back and talk about that. A lot of weird things happen, like fun things, like one of our actors almost got injured, but it was just a lot of, I mean, again, a lot of weird things. Not that that was a fun thing, but it was like a lot of weird things happen. It was just like a very memorable, memorable shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, one of our viewers on Twitch, NPR 1999 says uh, more pixels do not mean better pictures. There could be a number of bottlenecks, just like, uh, just like a baby putting together a PC. You know he's right for the yeah. for, for the longest time uh, even today uh one of the you could say the the industry standard for film cameras is the Arri Alexa mini uh oh, which okay. actually shoots in 2.8K um nice. still movies today are still being filmed with that camera and it has one of the most gorgeous pictures i mean you're talking it's as close to film as you can get um it's just a, such a beautiful camera in fact i think i would trade any almost any camera to have that one instead of like the ones that you know we're filming with today sure. some of the 4 6 8k cameras that are readily available and even more inexpensive than that camera so yeah, yeah it's not about you know resolution Right, right. Especially, especially when so much media is consumed, um, you know, via the internet. And yeah. you know, you upload. Okay, so you recorded your video in 8K, but you're going to upload that to YouTube, and and 90% of people are barely going to watch that in 1080p. Right. So, like, why put yourself through through all of that? struggle to i mean you every if you're going to start there every piece of your workflow then ends up being having to be more expensive more powerful right. or or you're going to take three years to do one 12 minute video or something right it's, there is a there is a purpose to shooting at high resolution in fact i just filmed literally three days ago i'm doing a, a review on my car the tesla i have a tesla model <laughs> y so we were we don't have much time so we shot everything in 8k and okay. the reason being is because you from there you can go from a wide to a medium to a close up, you know. Oh, sure. Okay. And, and you don't have that loss in resolution. You know what I mean? Like, and and I went back and reviewed the footage, and yeah, we have beautiful. Obviously, we have a wide, and then I can punch into a hundred percent, and you could just see like the headlight, you know, kind of a. A, a, a very nice close-up, but it it looks beautiful in 4K. Even in 4K, mm-hmm. it looks great. So the reason we're doing that is because we're limited in time and we're able to essentially have, th- it's almost like we have three cameras in one with that type of resolution. Okay. But for most stuff like that, you know, talking heads and stuff like that, I mean, you know, stuff that we do, con- do stuff for the web, a 4K is more than enough. Yeah. And, and in fact, software is getting so good now that even when you upscale, so oh, you yeah. go from like like 1080p to 4K, mm-hmm. you, can't, you almost can't even tell. Right. Wow. That's that's a, a good um, a good thing to mention too is uh, like AI upscaling and things like yeah. that. Um, kind of blew my mind when I first saw uh, somebody ran. Um, Rick Astley's never going to give you up the music video from <laughs> yeah. from like 1986 they they upscaled it to 4K and yeah. it, it feels a little strange like it's got kind of that that soap opera look to it almost like yeah. where things are kind of too smooth or fuzzy right. kinda right. but that's amazing they didn't you know they didn't have to go back to the original film or anything like that and try and and blow it up or whatever um wow yeah that, that and that's part of why I feel like um like the cell phone stuff is so is yeah. so good too um it, it's it's i mean the part of it's the hardware the actual like sensor in there but man apple and samsung have have gotten right. so amazing with with 
the um, just the software behind it all is, right. is incredible. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you say that because I've been hoping that Apple will buy like maybe like Blackmagic or a company like that to bring some of that AI technology into the cameras because yeah. you'd be surprised. Oftentimes, I know this sounds crazy, but I'll use my cell phone to take a quick video insert instead of like, you know, one of my cameras, because with the whole AI, it, it will get me properly exposed, plus the background. I mean, it feels like the dynamic range is just incredible because of the whole AI and stuff like that, where our cameras, you have to light it properly, you got to do all this stuff to make that dynamic range, you know, look better. Right. And yeah, there's been times where I, I'm people don't even know this, but I'll cheat, I call it cheating. I'll grab my phone, I'm like, you know, I'll just do this really quick. I'll do this quick insert on my phone, because it's going to look better. And I don't have to take the time. And, and this thing about the phone is I can just literally point and shoot right. where my camera, I have to, you know, dial in the settings, you know, do a couple more stuff. And especially when you're in a pinch, a phone can really help out. Oh, that's cool to know, though, that 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 is, that, that is part of kind of your workflow a little bit to yeah. get those quick shots like that. That's that's interesting. Um, do you do you ever find yourself um, either on personal projects or client work? Um like how critical are you of your own work? I'm a little too critical. Um, I've scratched so many projects just because I wasn't happy. Um, my my editors hate me because of it. <laughs> uh, there's been times where you know we'll spend three days editing a project and it's literally complete. I look at it. I'm not, I'm not happy. We're going to redo the whole video. And when I mean redo, we're oh, like wow. we're going to reshoot the whole video. Yeah, because sometimes it just yeah, and they they're just like. You can just imagine them feeling crushed because they spent all this time. And sometimes those videos don't even get uploaded because I just, I'm just not happy. And I'm like, you know, uh-huh. I don't really care. But I think there's this level of quality has helped me get new business, has helped me a lot with even brand deals for the channel itself. Okay. Because brands like to get represented correctly and obviously they want their products to look good sure. so when they when they see i mean even i mean i want to pat myself on the back but even this live stream you know i had to just make it look a little extra crispy you know just oh yeah it, it's just in the nature of like okay i have to make sure i've got you know like a kicker on the side over here i have to just do these little extra things even though it's a live stream just it, i i guess it's just in the nature of you know filmmaking at least uh, yeah. for me Oh, that's that's great. Actually, I'm a little jealous. I I wish I could get that same <laughs> background blur that that you've got going on there. Um, I'll have to fiddle around and see if there's something I can do better about that. And and for those wondering, I'm actually using a Sony FX3. I'm not using any like crazy, you know, high end cinema camera. Uh, most people know that I use a Canon C500 Mark II, which is you know relatively very expensive uh, mm-hmm. camera. Um, nothing crazy. I'm just using a Sony FX3 with. Uh, the default picture profile, which is S Cine Tone. So again, nothing fancy. I'm not, you know, it's like, oh yeah, Rondo, you're using this crazy high end, you know, cinema mm-hmm. cap. No, there's, you know, stuff that most people I would say starting off or you know, kind of like prosumer, uh, yeah. prosumer camera that they would, you know. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, okay, so uh, just I suppose in case anybody doesn't already know, we have um, we've kind of sponsored you a little bit. You got a, a killer. Uh, video editing machine. Um, what? What? So, um, I guess let's work our way through that story a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and I guess to start with that. So, what? What kind of um, tools do you use? Um, both both hardware like cameras and such, but then also the software. And what what was it that mm-hmm. kind of put it in your head to like? Okay, I need to. I need a new machine. I need something to. Like what? What were you struggling with before that that so, kind of led you to this? You know, it's funny because the old—I call it old—it's the old machine was built by you guys, and I didn't really need oh. to upgrade. Actually, you built it for me. I was going to um, say, I thought, yeah, I thought yeah, maybe yeah, I yeah, did that one. Yeah, yeah, you built it, and <laughs> it's it's so funny because that I still have it. In fact, it's literally over here. Um, I still I love that thing. I didn't really need to upgrade per se. Everything was working perfectly fine. Okay, but you know, it's it's one of those things that you just kind of have. It's like. Man, it's been almost, it was actually over four years and you get that bug of like, I want something new. I want something mm-hmm. new, you know? So, you know, I reached out to you guys and I said, Hey, let's, let's work on something together. And let me tell you the computer that you guys built recently is so incredible. In fact, I'm doing a video soon. So if you're oh. not subscribed to the channel, shameless plug, check it out because I think I'll be dropping that video probably in about two weeks or so. But basically I go through a series of color grading, uh, 8K red footage, you have black magic, and it just, 
I'm telling you, man, it is the best computer I've ever used. It is awesome. incredible. No frame, no frame rate drops. I mean, it just runs. It's it's one of those computers that I just wish I could invite everybody over and be like, check it out. Because I've never seen a machine run so fast and be able to take it. everything I throw at it. But more importantly, and this is where the the like the X factor, Premiere Pro, and I'll, I'll admit it has not always hasn't really ran as smooth with just about any computer. I mean, there's always like small hiccups, but yeah. this, but this machine, it doesn't matter what I throw at it. Premiere Pro just runs. It screams. It's it's oh, incredible. Good. Like it is it is literally and I even titled it when I did my unboxing like my dream computer. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's just incredible. I mean, obviously the the hardware, the the Nvidia GPU, the 3090 um mm-hmm. is just a beast. The Ryzen, you know, the the processor. The, I mean, you guys are the experts and that's the thing. Like I want to focus on filmmaking i i could have sat down and spent you know a couple days maybe a week trying to figure out what the best components were to build a computer and i think people don't realize time is money like i'd rather get paid uh to do what i love to do which is you know create you know films commercials do my youtube stuff that's the stuff that i want to focus on it costs me more money to sit there and try to figure out what components i need build it myself if I if I miss a day of or two of like not doing what I need to do, it's going to cost me more than just having you guys, you know, build it or, you know, and, and you guys figure out you've guys done all the legwork, you've done all the benchmarking, you've done all the, the critical stuff. Um, and, and that's what I love about it. You know, you guys just do all that stuff. And when it came in, it was like, I knew that when I, I basically had the conversation, this is what I need. I'm editing this type of footage. We're doing black magic. We're doing 12 K AK six. I mean, we're kind of doing, we're messing with all the codecs. Uh, yeah. Wow. We, we need to make sure it runs good. And you guys are the masters of that. So thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> Oh, thank you for the for the plug there. Uh, I do think uh, you hit on an, an important point that um, I feel like d- that gets glossed over a lot of the times is is the time is money thing, right? Yeah. Um, people, will, oh, you can it's cheaper. You get a half off. I mean, barring the current situation with like graphics cards and things like that. Generally, yes. Okay, you probably buy. You could probably source parts for half what right. what you're going to p- spend, but. What what people tend not to realize is is that time is the money, right? You an hour of your time is worth how much, and, exactly. And that goes not just from the research side, but also editing and and all of that. Yep. So every yep. even minutes minutes could be thousands of dollars at, by the end of a month, a year, and you know I feel like sometimes that that part of it gets lost. Can I tell you a quick story? Sure. So. I have this conversation with my father a lot. So I, I own a Tesla now, so I don't have a, a, a gas vehicle. But this was an argument that we would always have. He would get upset at me because I'm a more of a, you know, do it yourself. kind. Of, I like that stuff. I, I, I built cars before. A little, sure. little side note. In fact, uh, one of my cars was in a magazine. Um, so, right. So I used to like turbocharge them, do all that stuff. So it got to the point where he would get upset at me because – I was paying somebody to do my oil change. (laughs) And then he's like, why are you paying somebody to do your oil change? And I'm like, dad, it's not worth me spending an hour, you know, jacking up the car, draining the oil, doing all that. I mean, back in the day when I was more of a kid, it was fun to do. I don't care about that anymore. I'll gladly pay the 30, 40 bucks, whatever the cost is to get it done because it's not worth the time to do that. In fact, somebody said this a long time ago, if, if Bill Gates you know, went down to pick up a hundred dollar bill just for him to crouch down and pick up the hundred dollar bill. It actually would cost him more money than the hundred dollar bill. He's just better off. People don't understand that concept, man. And I think it's like, yeah, I could have built that computer cheaper. It's like maybe, you know, the same thing with black Friday deals. I see people literally camping out for like a whole entire day to get that television for 300 bucks. It's like, really, you're only saving, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Like your time's not worth. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Uh, And I, I hit on and to just to kind of beat on this a little bit more. I I run up on a concept of of um when you when you're buying like luxury items or or anything really, right. don't don't look at it as the dollar amount. Look at it at how many hours yeah. of your job, whatever it is mm-hmm. you do to make money. Think about you know it's not a fifteen hundred dollar whatever. It that's right. that's ten hours of of your time of your life that you're right. exchanging for these things and and so where do you want to spend because that's what it all really comes down to everybody's just spending time and, right and so where where is that time most valuable to you 
Right. Well, yeah, going back to that, just really quickly to that oil change. While they're doing my oil change, I could be working on sending out emails, getting paid invoices to make more money to cover that oil change cost. And I'm being more productive. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's an important thing to, to highlight for sure. For sure. Um, before the stream, you mentioned that you uh, you actually were streaming from a Mac before. Was that in a broader sense? Was that your more of a part of Sorry, they got a little stumbling. Um, was the <laughs> Mac more a part of your uh, kind of everyday workflow until the PC thing? So I've always, I, I prefer PC. Um, okay. In fact, um, I edit. So it's funny. It's, it's weird because most of my editors prefer Mac. So I've always had a Mac for them, but I've, I've always used PCs. I'm just a PC guy, you know? Okay. Um, but I was the reason I was streaming on a Mac is because I had hardware that made mm-hmm. it easier for me. I just already had it to begin with, right. so I never really, you know, messed around with the whole PC thing um, until I got the Elgato Camlink thing. Uh-huh. And the funny people are going to be like, "Why? What? You've never done?" Again, I'm not a streamer. I don't do live streams, right. so for me, it's it's one of those things like this is not my area of expertise. Um, I just, you know, for me, I this I barely do any. I mean, this is kind of a rare one. Uh, last time I did a live stream was a long time ago. And again, oh, I had that that hardware mm-hmm. um, for the Mac, and it just made it easier. Okay. So, oh, right on. Um, oh, okay. So, so the, the Mac kind of fits into the workflow more for the editors then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In fact, um, I'm doing more of my editing now, so I don't even have a Mac. Ooh. Period anymore. Yeah. So I actually even sold my MacBook Pro. Um, the computer that I'm using right now, I'll just kind of lift it up here. It's actually, I made a video about it. It's the arrow gigabyte arrow. Oh, okay. Can see it. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of the corner um, there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because I made a video about how amazing this laptop is and how it's better than, and of course, everybody with the pitchforks, Oh no, you know, <laughs> they're paying you. And it's like, no, they're not paying me. This is an amazing computer. Like for video editing, it's great on the go. It's, it's fantastic. Um, also HDR. I mean, it's got a lot of cool oh, bells good. and whistles and. Nice. Right. That's some. That, um, I'll keep that in mind because that's a, that is a question we get often enough. Is um, since we don't we haven't done laptops in a few years now, uh, we still mm-hmm. get questions about hey, like what do you recommend then? Um, and so I'll I'll keep that one in mind. Yeah, they're good, man. I mean, they're they're solid. I mean, for the stuff that we've been doing, which is you know again a lot of high resolution stuff and different yeah. weird codecs, handles it like a champ. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's good to know. Awesome. Uh, Spencer Pablo on YouTube uh, asks, the lighting is on point, Armando. Are you using the Imaging Edge webcam application? Yes. Oh, correct. Cool. Uh, That's the Sony thing? Oh, I see what he's saying. No, 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 no. So I'm not using the Imaging webcam application. I do have it on this computer. Uh, I'm just using Elgato Cam Link, just hooking it up to the HDMI. Um, In fact... Give me a sec. I don't want to rip the connections, but um, do you mind if I grab it really quick? My, oh, my camera, yeah, just we'll to see, show the we'll people see. the setup. Uh-huh. Hold on one second. Oh, oh, here it goes. So if you can hear me, there's the cam link right there. There's the PC. And then literally just have an aperture. Let me, let me zoom out here a little bit. Oops. Nothing fancy. Oh, just an nice. Light. I'm That's trying to disconnect it. from the HDMI. But. Ah. Whoa. There we go. Nice. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. And the the lighting is tremendous. I thought that was just window light coming on the side there. And oh yeah, and I I, I am cheat I am cheating. So the the light here, the one that looks like window, uh-huh. uh, I am using. It's it's a it's called a the gosh what I can't think of it. It's like a projector with a gobo inside. Why oh. can't I think of the name? Oh my gosh. Anyway, it's from Aperture, and uh, yeah, it's it's fake. It's a fake window light thing just to. You know, it's it's to feel like it's the lights motivated from the window. So yeah. again, it's just I, I go That's over great. the top, man. <laughs> I love it. It's it's really really good. Uh, it shows that you are a consummate professional. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go overboard on this stuff, man. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, oh, I like this question because it kind of leads into something else that I'm curious yeah. to pick your brain about. Um, NPR1999 on Twitch asks, have you seen or tested out the new NVIDIA Canvas app? Uh, it could take deepfake to a new level. Um, and then he mentions it can be done on a smartphone, but but that that's not the fact at the at this moment. I, um, I haven't myself. Uh, have you, by the way? Uh, I think I've played around with the predecessor to it. The um, they call it like NVIDIA Goan or something like that, yeah. where like on one half of the screen, it's basically like MS Paint. And then you, you, you can scribble and draw. And then on the other side, it it applies their fancy AI magic and it looks realistic. Uh, it's like you draw like a rock in the ocean and the skies and clouds and it look all weird and MS Paint on one side and then bam, it's like, <laughs> and, and wow. it, it, it's, it's almost like that. Uh, there's this website um, called, I think like this, this face doesn't exist or something like that. And yeah. it's all AI generated faces, but they look, oh my gosh. they look like photographs. Like you, you couldn't, there's some weird tweaks sometimes like a weird ear doesn't right. look quite right with the hair and stuff but otherwise like the face part might as well be it, it's a real person. incredible like the the whole deep fake world i've seen some videos where it, some of it is like it's like it's there it's oh, yeah. there <laughs> it, it's freaky it's freaky sometimes um yeah, man. Uh, like some of the stuff, like Corridor's done with the, oh. with the impersonators and stuff. Wow, that's just crazy. But it's still, it's still. I don't know. For me, it's still when when you know what you're looking for, you can yeah. tell. Yeah, and and thankfully, I'm in a position where I can be exposed to a lot of it, a lot, and. Um, Man, they're almost ruining movies for me because I can tell like <laughs> weird VFX tricks and stuff that's going right. on. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah that's but, not. Mm -mm. But here's the thing: what if nobody? What if it was just a random person that defaked another person that you didn't know that person, and they didn't tell you it was a defake? I don't think you would be able to tell. I think. <sighs> I, I think in general, probably not. Um, yeah. I've gotten into a position of being just incredibly skeptical of anything that I see anymore. <laughs> right. and, and it's, it's, but it's getting tough. It's getting very, very yeah. tough. Um, man, when, if somebody really put, wanted to put the time into tweak to, to it, they, you wouldn't be able to tell. It's, no, it's no. nuts. Man. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm curious too about um I guess to kind of get back onto a little bit more of a technical track. What, what is the, I suppose the biggest challenge for you in in both both the the YouTube channel and then also outside of that. <clears throat> I think the biggest challenge on the YouTube side, and I think a lot of creators struggle with this, is looking at statistics too much. Oh, in other okay. words, in other words, like views, um, subscriber count. That's challenging because it could really mess with you, man. And I, what I mean by that is like, you know, a lot of us creators put a lot of work in, in, into what we're doing. And there's, there, there would be times where I would spend a week creating a video, mm -hmm. right. And the views aren't there. So it's like, why am I doing this? You know? Mm -hmm. And then there's times where I would literally pop in on camera, no, no B roll, nothing spend like 15 minutes recording something like, all right, guys, just want to do a quick channel update and just go, you know, on it upload the video and then that one does way better than the one I spent a week on. And it's like, what? Wow. Life, life isn't fair. You know? So I think that's really challenging because at times it can really just make you not want, I mean, it just, it really lowers your morale, you know? Sure. And, and it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, it, it, you just kind of start questioning, like, do I really want to do this? Do I want to continue this? Um, that's challenging. But aside from that, uh, I have a Spanish channel. Uh -huh. that, that that I told myself that I'm just going to do it. That's been challenging because oh. you're you're essentially creating the same content, but mm -hmm. your brain is like wired, like okay, I got to do the English portion, I got to do the Spanish, and it sounds easy, um, but it's a lot more complicated than I thought it was. And that's one of those times where it's like, why did I get myself in this mess? Like, huh. why did I tell myself that I was going to do a Spanish <laughs> channel? But huh. it's doing so well. And it's funny because I feel like my Spanish channel in a weird way is doing better than my English. Oh. Um, and and it, it's motivating cool. me more. Again, going back to the, now this is like the polar opposite. That's been motivating more to continue doing more Spanish because I see like the feedback, the, the yeah. people, like everybody that's commenting, like it's been great. 
Uh, oh, I've been loving cool. it. Yeah. What what uh, what is the what's kind of the challenge there? Is it just the language part or like what what is the, the, the yeah yeah the challenging part is a lot of times when we're filming. Uh, I'll give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. So like maybe we're on set doing something, and in my brain I'm thinking like, oh yeah, let, let me get, let me do something really quick uh, on camera, right? So I'll I'll say something on camera. But I, I have such a limited time to do it. And mm-hmm. it's fine in English because that's like my primary language. But then when I go back, okay, let me do it in Spanish. I'll have to go and, and stop several times to find the right words to translate over. And then pe- people are there like just watching you like, okay, come on, let's move on. Like So a lot of times I'll end up not doing the Spanish version on the set part and I'll just do it later in studio. And it, it just becomes challenging, man. It's, 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 it's because I don't speak Spanish fluently enough to be able to translate the words like on the fly okay so. oh wow oh that's <laughs> I'm putting this up huh. <laughs> right on um i'm curious i'm curious your thoughts on um we kind of mentioned how great like cell phones are and you can do so much with with these v- rather inexpensive um you know equipment essentially um how how do you stay creative or or like how would you recommend um maybe somebody in a in a beginning point kind of try to stand out the best way i'm telling you right now is collaboration okay um in fact i've lately kind of hit that we all call it the wall you know it's like mm-hmm. the creative wall it's like uh, and, and, and anything that i think about it's like ah oh, it's not good enough uh in fact that's kind of why i've not been uploading lately it's because i've kind of hit this weird wall of you know i don't want to do that i don't want to do that i don't want to do that but so i reached out to a fellow creator that lives locally and i said hey let's collaborate and it just got those creative juices flowing again oh cool uh, in fact he has other ideas like hey let's do this together and it's like oh my gosh that's such a good idea yeah let's do it i you know the the, the same two two uh minds think or what is it two dang i can't think about it great minds think alike and all that no 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 no. it's uh two minds are better than one or whatever oh sure Um, sure yeah yeah. so it's 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 essentially the same thing because um as especially for youtube content um as a creator you you're kind of just i mean it's your personal like for me it's my personal channel Mm -hmm. so i'm always constantly trying to find things to do that are fun and, and different um in fact the last video i thought just I wanted to do something different. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but basically it's a, it's a video that I just thought I kind of was inspired by Mr. Beast. You know, Mr. Beast does these crazy, these crazy things. So I thought to myself, you know, the Apple AirTags, you're familiar yeah. with those, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I said, what if I put an Apple AirTag in this case and lock it up and give somebody $1,000 every hour they can avoid getting caught? Oh, cool. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I All thought, right. you know, that, 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 would, that would seem fun, right? Because again, yeah. I want to change it up. It is, I don't feel like it always has to be about filmmaking. Sure. Uh, I think that YouTube, for me at least, I want to put stuff on my channel that I think is fun and is exciting. Of mm-hmm. course, most of it is going to revolve about filmmaking, but you know, you can do other things too. I mean, technology is another part that I'm very passionate about. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I reached out to a friend to contact and I told him, hey, do you have anybody that you think is, you know, deserving of being able to win such a, a competition. Sure. Um, and he's like, yeah, I got this guy. He's a, he's, you know, starting off as a photographer he, and, you know, and he, I think he would really need, or he would really be um, a person that could use the money um, if he won a lot of money to, you know, be able to yeah. buy gear. I'm like, great. So don't tell him about the show or don't tell him about the competition. I want all this to be a surprise. So we get him on, on camera. I'm like, and I asked him, like, do you know why you're here? And he's like, but he's no idea. And I explained to him the concept, like, look, but for every, hour that you can basically avoid getting caught, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. Now, obviously that can get expensive, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, uh, I reached out to, um, a B and H photo and I said, Hey, are you guys interested in sponsoring this video? They love the idea. They're like, yeah, we'll oh, do it, cool. whatever. So, um, you know, I ended up doing that, but that video didn't end up doing well in the algorithm part of it. Oh. And it could be, again, it's the, 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 going back to the, what's, what's the struggles and you know, the, what, what's difficult about the whole game of YouTube is, I've been consistently uploading more of like filmmaking stuff that when I upload something that's not related to filmmaking, in this case, Apple AirTags, yeah. it just takes a hit. The algorithm's just like, sorry, Armando, we're not going to push your video out because your channel's about, you know, cameras and gear. And this is about Apple AirTags, which is clearly not what you're doing lately. So we're not hmm. 
going to push it. It could be a little frustrating at times, yeah. but at the end of the day, man, you know, we got to look at it like we all had fun. Um, you know, he, the guy won some money, which is awesome. And, you know, obviously it was sponsored. So, you know, I, I make money off of that too. So it's great. I mean, every, it's a win-win situation and the people that are actually watching or that watch the video, hopefully enjoyed it, enjoyed it, which it seemed like they did based it on the like comments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, back at the, back near the beginning, you, you mentioned that you'd started off as kind of a tech oriented mm. channel. Um, and then now, now it's a lot more, you know, kind of filmmaking and, and there's still some gear stuff, but it, it's still centered around the, the filmmaking side of things. Right. Well, how did that prog progression <laughs> happen? Uh, this is an interesting story. So I've always been like an Android guy, right? Sure, uh, sure. From the, from the beginning. And we're talking back when iPhone and Android were at their infancy. Mm -hmm, so when mm -hmm. I had an Android, when I had an Android phone, everybody was telling <clears throat> yeah, no, this is like back. Yeah, yeah, they're right. They're right, right. G1, right. Um, people would tell me, why don't you get an iPhone? iPhone is much better. And I'm like, no, no way. Oh, no, you know, Android sucks. And, you know, iPhone's the way to go. So I finally caved in and I bought an iPhone. I'm saying, okay. okay. And 30 minutes after using it, I hated it. And I told myself, why do people like iPhone so much? You can't do anything. So, so I ended up doing a video called Android versus iOS. Uh -huh. And I literally did a comparison side by side, apples to apples, no pun intended. And I said, <laughs> okay, look, so I got an iPhone here. Oh, I got to find the camera. Right I got an iPhone here and an Android phone here, right? And it's like, so on an Android phone, if I want to navigate, let's say, if I'm, let's say if I'm searching a restaurant, right? And I go to the restaurant and if I want to navigate to that restaurant, all I got to push is the address. Bloop. There, one push. Okay, how do I do this on an iPhone? Okay, oh, you can't push it. Hold on, let me hold it down. Hold on, let me copy. Let me close it down. Let me go to Maps. Let me hit close down. Let me paste. It was like a ten-step process. So mm -hmm. I literally did that for like several different um, applications or different real-world case scenarios, right? Yeah. So that video ended up going viral, and a buddy of mine said, "Hey, you know you can make money off this, right?" And I said, "Really?" He's like, yeah, you can make money. And I'm like, okay. So like, how do you do this? He's like, you, all you have to do is join the partner program. You sign up and you become a partner. So I ended up doing that. I, I signed up, became a partner, didn't think much of it. He's like, yeah. He's like, I, I have some videos on how to detail cars. He's like, I have like three videos and I make 50 bucks a month. So I thought, whoa, 50 bucks a month, not bad. He goes, yeah, I paid for my, ca my cable bill, you know? I was like, cool, cool. Now, remind me, this is way back in the day, right. you know? Right. So I, when I say cable, people are like, cable? Who uses cable nowadays, you know? <laughs> but uh, so anyway, um, so first month of uploading this video, I get a check in the mail. At first, I didn't realize what it was because it says Google. I'm like, Google? I thought it was just like propaganda oh, right, right. or something. I open it up and it's like $830. Wow. So I was like, 800? I, th I thought it was a scam at first. I'm like, $830 for what? And then I remembered, oh, whoa, this is crazy. In fact, I still have the check. It's, it's <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saved it. So at the time... Uh, we were able to take pictures, we still are, take pictures of the check and deposit it right. because I knew this was going to be something big. I'm like, this is going to be something really big. So, yeah, the next month it was like $900. The next month was $1,100. And the, the income just started rolling and rolling. I just kept making more videos. People were asking me, oh, show us your Android, like how to theme your phone and how to do this. So I was literally just reading the comments and yeah. making videos based off of what people were asking and requesting. So that ended up being a thing. And, and it, by the end of that year, so that was, I think it was April or May of 2009. Don't hold me to it. I think it was 2009. That's when I started. By the end of that year, which was December 2009, it wasn't a full year cycle. I was making like $4,000 a month through Google AdSense. Wow. Yeah. So awesome. I. Yeah. So I used to be a web developer. Um, I used to build websites. I used to be marketing. I used to do also shoot commercials. It was all kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I decided to, you know what, this could be like a, a big deal. So I started to focus more on YouTube rather than anything else. So that's why I do you. That's why I do YouTube more because like I get, I get asked, especially now, because I mean, I'm obviously I'm a little bit more well-known, but people are constantly asking me like, Hey, how much would you, you know, 
uh, charge to shoot a commercial. Oh, sure. The problem is it's like YouTube pays so well that it's like sometimes doing these commercials is not really worth it. And it sounds bad. It's like, I don't want to do this commercial, first of all, because I don't really care too much about that commercial. Sometimes yeah. these commercials are just like, I don't know. I don't want to. There's nothing. I feel like you got you have to do stuff that you are passionate about Absolutely. and you really like. Otherwise, it's, it, it, it becomes a job. And I'm not looking for a job. You know what I mean? It's like I'm looking to do fun stuff, looking to, you know, obviously show people, you know, exciting things that you can do with your gear, stuff that, you know, educational stuff that they can learn, um, trip tips and techniques. To me, that's that's cool. You know, people YouTube is free. So if you can get something out of the channel, uh, valuable. I think I did my job, you know, right. um, and that's just it, man. I think that's, and that's how I started off. And then finally, after you know, I got a fan base and stuff like that, I'm like, you know, I love tech. Don't get me wrong. I like phones, but what I really love is filmmaking. So let's just switch it up. And I did right. a poll. I told people, look, thinking of starting a, a filmmaking channel, should I keep it on this channel or mm-hmm. should I branch out and start a new one? And it was literally like 80% of the people said, keep it on the channel. Oh, cool. Um, so I said, you know what? Screw it. I'll just do it. And I guess it ended up working out. But although it ended up working out, but for the algorithm, it wasn't good for me because now my oh. channel's been crazy. So I've been unlisting a lot of old videos because I do know, I do feel, and I see that hmm. how it hurts my channel because people find me through tech, even though I'm doing filmmaking. Oh. And if you're subscribed, like, for example, let me give you a quick example. If you find mm-hmm. one of my old videos that's like, you know, a couple years old, but you subscribe to me because I did a phone review. You're subscribed because you want to continue seeing phone reviews. So what happens is when I show you, check out the new Sony or Canon camera, you're not going to watch that video. So now YouTube thinks, oh, he's not interested in Armando's channel anymore. So maybe we're not going to push content to him anymore. You see what right, I mean? Right, right. Uh, okay. It, it's a weird game, man. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, about how long ago did you make the, the move? I want to say like three years ago. Oh, so that's yeah. pretty recent, especially yeah. when, when you consider analytics and stuff. Yeah. And remember, I told you, I've all, I've been doing this for almost 10 years. Yeah. So still a big chunk of my channel is still tech related, even though I've been enlisting a lot of videos. Uh, in fact, I just enlisted one of my most popular videos. If you go to Social Blade and you type in my channel, it says that I got negative one, 8 million views because... That's the thing. If you unlist videos, it actually counts as a negative. So mm-hmm. now it looks like I got negative 8 million plus views on my social blade. I don't really care, man. I, I've gone to the point where I don't do YouTube for the views or I don't do YouTube for the for the the subscribers. This is going back to like the whole mental thing. It's like yeah. I do YouTube because I want to show people the videos that I create. That's right. it, man. If people watch them, great. If they don't, hey, it is what it is, man. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not going to like uh you know get sucked into that whole algorithm and the whole views and all that stuff. I do it, I do it because of me. I do it because yeah. I'm passionate about it. And I think that anybody doing YouTube, that's really if you're doing it for the money, you're going in it for the wrong reason, you know? I'm I love that message. I've heard that from others um, in in various industries and stuff. And that I feel like that needs to be said so much more yeah. and so much louder. That and and because we're we're in such a, a and I've I know I've said this before, but we're in such a a perfect time. This this cross of easy <clears throat> accessibility of of equipment, software, yeah. audience everything like we're in this perfect moment in time where whatever you love to do the most yeah you can do that and make a living from it Mm -hmm. and and you don't you don't have to get permission from from you know a a movie studio to make your your film you don't have to you know you can there's there's if, if funding is a problem there's places to do that where you know old people don't have don't because <laughs> come on let's be real that tends to be the case is like it's a bunch of old people who making these decisions and they don't really get like the vision or the potential of things because they i mean napster 20 years ago a bunch of old guys got pissed off that people were trying to download one song because they yeah. didn't want to buy a, a, a cd and they go oh well we've been doing this the same way this for decades well you must be wrong and then itunes comes out and people are buying songs for a dollar a piece and and we're just in another another one of those sort of paradigm shifts i think where right the the barrier to entry is so low anybody can do the thing that they love the most and and 
and be successful, whatever your definition of that may be. I love it. It's, it is incredible. I mean, look at, there's a lot of artists that have started off like Billie Eilish is one of them, yeah. that, you know, literally from a bedroom, you know? So I, I'm a true believer that anybody can do it. I mean, and I've, I've seen channels that you would think, um, and I'm not going to talk about the demographics because I don't want to put anybody down <laughs> right, or anything, but, sure. but it's like, really people actually watch that stuff oh, yeah. and they're successful and it's, it's great. I mean, good I for it. them. I mean, good for them. Um, I mean, I even follow people that do Tesla stuff and that's all. I mean, they're very successful. I mean, I'm, I'm a yeah. Tesla owner now, so I, I love watching those channels and I love it because I see guys that have like 30, 40,000 subscribers and literally make a video saying, Hey guys, so I just want to let you know that I'm a full-time YouTuber now, thanks to you guys. And I look at their subscriber base and I'm like, man, good for you, dude. I'm like 30,000, 40,000 subscribers. I'm like, I back when we started, sorry, 30, 40,000 subscribers was probably not going to pay the bills. You had to be right. more on the, you know, 100,000, closer to a million. But now somebody's starting off. I've even seen creators with 20,000 say, hey, I'm doing this full-time and that's because of the support of the community the people the sponsors and more importantly because people know as brands hey youtube and you know all these other platforms like tiktok and all these other you know social media platforms are the best way to do marketing period yeah. because there's no shelf life you know what i mean like for example i'll, I'll use you guys as an example puget mm -hmm. right you guys have you know i'm sure you have a marketing spending budget mm -hmm. but if you guys spend on let's say like a google ad Right. Yep. Let's and I'm just throwing this. I don't know how much you guys spend, so I'm just making this number up. Let's say you guys spend ten thousand dollars on a Google ad, you know, for a week. Let's just say or a month, whatever that number is. Right. Once that ad runs out, nobody's gonna see that ad again. It's ex right. like it's gone. It's and you just spent ten thousand dollars, and maybe you know a couple thousand people saw it, but. If you say, for example, help a creator out, you know, do a sponsorship deal with them, that video will continue to live on forever because there's no shelf life. As a company, it makes more sense to do something like that. And brands see it. And yep. it's, I mean, it's no oh, secret. Yeah. I'm not trying to like, oh, just don't say anything. Like, oh, no. it's not a secret. It's, it's the best way because, you know, I have videos literally three, four years that are still making me money because people are buying those products. And I'm looking back because I see my affiliate and I'm like, wow, those people are still buying whatever that tripod or this particular mm -hmm. like grip gear because it's still relevant and they're still looking these, these products up. And that's a video I did four years ago. And those, those, that video is still generating income. Now, if that video pretend, let's pretend it was an ad, it, you know, they would continue to have to pay money to, in order to get sales. So, right. Right. And not only that too, but, um, targeting, right. Targeting. Uh, that, that yeah. Google ad might go out to, you know, 11,000 yeah. people, but maybe 60% of them aren't people who are, who even really care. And, right. and they're better about that. There's stuff you can tweak sure. and touch and, and point to, to get the ad in front of people who care, but even still you get 1% right. is, is like a success. Yay. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but the, you know, a video, you do a video for us and right. we know that the vast majority of that audience is going to be people who are, are potential customers or, right. or even, or evangelists or, or whatever right. who can help spread that word. And I, yeah, I think that's uh, it's well, part of that, that shift. Well, you know, it's funny because even the, the, I call it old, even though it's whatever the old computer you guys built for me. It's so funny because that computer, um, has still been featured in videos, even like I think even this year, oh, which nice. is funny. Yeah, like like it's it's been featured. Like, hey, I did a benchmarking against the new Apple MacBook Pro M or the oh. Mac yeah, the M1, yeah. and then I compare it to like let's compare it to even like a four year old PC, and like so it's funny how even even a computer that we you know we obviously worked on four years ago is still being shown four years later and it's not something that we had an agreement like hey armando you have to do this like so right. people know like disclosure like they're not asking me to do videos like i'm just doing it because the computer is freaking awesome you yeah. know what i mean and so, so for you guys it's like cool like our stuff is being out there and we're not even telling armando to do it and it's like it's all it's considered like free advertisement in a way in a, in a big way yeah yeah and I, that's i just i love it um Oh, I, thought, I want to touch on on social media a little bit. You mentioned TikTok and and there's some other things like you know Snapchat and things like that. Yeah. Um, as a creator, how, what are your thoughts on in particular TikTok? So I am personally not a fan of TikTok. 
Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I've seen what TikTok is. Like I've, I've, I have it downloaded and sure. I've gone through it. And honestly, it's not the media that I like to consume. Okay. Um, at least based on what they're suggesting me that I should watch, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. um, that's not the stuff that I care about, honestly. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I don't care to, um, put content out there because I see that the majority of the content is content that I wouldn't do or sure. care about. So okay. that's just what it comes down to. But I know TikTok is successful, man. And I know it's, it's, it's blowing up and people tell me, man, you got to get on that TikTok game because it's crazy. And it's like, look at the end of the day, man. And I, and I want to say this, it's, it's not about the money, dude. Like it gets right. to a point where it's like, it's not about the money, dude. It's, it's, there's more to it than just that, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not, a- I'm not. As a platform, though, and and also the the that sort of short form content, uh, I suppose let's let's go a little higher level. Um, how do you think about that? Like, so I, yeah. I think short short form content is great, and I think it's good and bad because I find myself now my attention span has dropped drastically, and I blame social media because of that. Um, in fact, I can't even watch a YouTube video without like doing the whole 1.5 times speed or double tapping to get yeah. through it fast. I can't, and it's crazy. Um, and I see my kids like that too. It's like, I think that we're now being conditioned to just see that stuff like quick, 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 quick. And that's right. why I think YouTube, like if you can't get somebody's attention in the first like five seconds, you've lost them. They're gone. Right. You know, yeah. uh, it's a good, I mean, it's a good and bad thing, I guess. It depends how you look at it. Um, I had a guy, I had a buddy of mine who uh, makes posters, movie posters. Oh, and cool. yeah. And he always told me, um, he's like, Armando, we have to capture somebody's attention in the first second, because right. when they're driving down the highway and they see a movie poster on a billboard or something like, it's gotta be instant, man. Like it's gotta be like the create, basically they're the, to me, the people that make movie posters are the ultimate thumbnail creators in a sense, because they're the ones that, that it's true. They have to yeah. capture your attention. It's like, Oh, like you gotta, you gotta stop and look at the movie poster and analyze it and be like, I want to watch that movie. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what it is. I mean, in fact, you know what? Thinking about it now, maybe I should hire him to do my thumbnails. I was just going to say, like, <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't afford a man. That's they an interesting a, thought. They pay him a lot of money to make these movie posters. A lot of money. So. I bet. Yeah. Well, and and because you know, you see the 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 meta, I guess, right now is is the you know the kind of the big face with the outline and then you yeah. got the thing and um, <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that'd be an interesting. I think that would be an interesting video, maybe just to sit down with him and say, hey, look, how would you make a YouTube thumbnail? Right. Here's here's the video. Here's the YouTube video. Right. And from a from the perspective of a movie poster creator, you know that's actually a good how, idea as a video idea. Yeah, like because I'd like, love to know his thought process for that kind of of ad. I guess you know what that's actually a good idea. Hollywood movie poster uh, creator makes YouTube thumbnail. I got to shorten that yeah. down. That's way too long of a title, but right? something along those lines. Yeah, that's actually a good. I might ask him if he was interested in being on camera and and like say, okay, let's create this movie poster and like because i'm telling you right now he takes days create like painstakingly like you know like literally like art man it's it's yeah. incredible i'm now i'm i am curious to, to know more about the <laughs> the mindset and like the thought process that goes into um you know why a a, a movie poster is framed the way that it is or what elements go into that right. and, and and how that might be applied to you like YouTube or, or more that's, digital format. I, I want to make this video now. Thank, you know what? That's you see. Hey, what did, what did we talk? What did we talk about earlier? Collaboration. Yeah. We just actually collaborated right now. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's awesome. So oh, you man, dropped that, that. You dropped that idea. See, if we weren't talking, this idea would have never. At least for me, I don't think I would have ever really thought. Hey, that's a good idea. So yeah. collaboration, collaboration. You just gave me a video idea. Thanks, man. That's cool. Oh, I, I, well, I look forward to seeing it. I, I owe fun. you some coffee. Hey, all right. Oh, that's really cool. Um, let's see. Oh, well, hang on. I may have missed. We got some. We got some cool questions here. I think. And let's see. Um, Puget has been allowed to do any testing on Windows 11. I can't speak to that. Um, not necessarily because of NDA or anything. I'm just not. It's. It literally happened like yesterday. So I. I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak to that. Um, oh. 
Oh, I, I don't notice any questions from the chat at the moment, but I do have one um, looking forward. Um, what are you most excited about in terms of of just the filmmaking industry and, and that sort of a thing? I think what's exciting and also it's going to be challenging is like I mentioned earlier, uh, cameras are so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been saying this, like my go-to camera, like I, you know, it's so funny because when you, when you do the stuff that I do, there's also this thing where it's like people expect you to show up on set with this crazy rig with a map box and, you know, going, cause that's th- that, that kind of evokes like, Oh, he's a professional, you know, right. but I've gotten to the mindset now that I don't care, man. Like I, I get to the point where it's like my work speaks for itself. If you mm-hmm. want to hire me, if you want to do something great and I'm going to use what I like and I feel comfortable and what's easier for me to use and what's going to get the job done faster, bro. I'm older, man. I'm 40 years old. My time is more limited. So I think I see things a lot different. I have kids. I want to spend time with them. Uh, Lately, we've been doing a lot of vacationing. So like for me, like right now, I've just kind of like stripped my gear down to to more like the bare minimum. Like I said, Mm -hmm. and and I'm glad we're doing this because like, you know, had this been a year ago, I'd probably be rocking the the, the crazy cinema, you know, C500 Mark II on there. You know, I I would have gone way more crazier on the setup. But now it's like... Dude, Sony FX3. I mean, again, this this is basically a Sony A7S3. For those yeah. of you that are not familiar with, you know, cameras, you could pick up this camera relatively inexpensive. Uh, lighting's nothing crazy. Um, and you could just get a really good image quality out of it. I mean, anybody that can get a good image out of a camera is not really the camera. It's not the camera's fault anymore. And right. that, 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 that poses a challenge in creating content because it's not about like, Oh, you need to buy this latest camera. It's more about like, what can you do with this gear that's available now and has been available? So I'm shifting gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, videos coming out are mainly more about like using the gear that you have rather than trying trying to like, and that's the other thing, man. Like I'm getting fed up of like, everybody's just trying to sell you something and like, buy this, buy this, buy this. It's like, no, let's, let's, let's change it up and show you how to use the gear that you have. Um, in fact, you know, it's, it's kind of like the whole uh, video that I'm going to, be doing soon with with the whole Puget computer is like mm-hmm. color grading process. You know, sure. it, it's like showing this you know machine that's amazing, uh, and we're gonna do some color grading and yeah. show like the potential. Obviously, you know, um, with with gear getting so uh, uh, cheaper or inexpensive, mm-hmm. it just makes it accessible to more people out there. And I think that's I think that's great, man. I think that's 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 awesome. Um, and then again, it's just, it's more challenging because now you got to be more creative. Like again, the, the video that you said right now about the poster, yeah, we're not, it has nothing to do with gear sales, but it's interesting to get in the mindset of somebody who creates posters. And like you said, see the thought process. So those are the type of videos that I'm interested. So yeah. like I said, that, that one, if, as long as he's up to doing it, I sure. want to do that one. I think that would be oh, an yeah. awesome video. I think I think so too, because I think it's important to, um, to take inspiration from, from, outside of your normal like window i guess um as when i was younger uh in my (laughs) 20s i did all kinds of stuff that was deliberately that was not tech related because like i've I've been playing with computers and stuff since i was like 10 years old and i didn't i didn't want to jump right out of high school and be a software developer um right which is kind of what i did the last two years of high school i want to do something else like i and so I, I tried all kinds of different stuff. I was a tow truck driver and a chef and like all kinds <laughs> of different things. And, and I feel like those experiences helped me to be a broader, more well-rounded human yep. being. And yep. I took a lot of the yep. things that I learned from those, from those different experiences and they apply to what I do now. In a, in 100%. A and yeah. that's, it's important to get those different perspectives on things. It's so true, man. I've, I've done the same thing. I, I used to sell, um, people are going to be shocked when I say this. I usually, I actually used to sell motorhomes at one point in my oh, life. No RVs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and you might think like, what does that have to do with what you do now? But sales. Yeah. I, I, I and that's how I was able to write sales tongue, be able to talk and communicate and, you know, not be shy. And I used to be really shy, man. I was, Dude, this is how shy I was. I was still like 16, 17 years old. I couldn't get on the phone and order a pizza. That's how shy, that's how shy I was. Yeah. I used to always have to <laughs> ask my struggle. sister. Yeah. Like, hey, can, can you uh, order a pizza for me? Because I was so shy. I would like people would be like, you were shy. But again, doing doing things that you know took me out of my comfort zone and doing other jobs has allowed me to be where I am today, even if it's like a small percentage of it. So, yeah, it's, it's 
what do you think about virtual production? Like, oh, like, that's exciting. Uh, and, man. and how and are, are you going to are you going to dabble at all yourself? I, I would love to do that. Um, yeah. I like the whole virtual production. I also like like, for example, like what Mandalorian's doing yeah. with all those like sets and stuff that like don't even exist and they look so real. I think that's going to be probably the next thing that a lot of uh, like probably YouTube stuff or like YouTube filmmaking communities mm-hmm. going to. I think right now it's too expensive. Sure. Um, yeah, the LED volumes are right. are insane. It's like well, not even just that, but I think even just like because those cameras have special um, sensors that like move and like everything works together with the right. with, with the background. So basically, like parallax, right? So as right. you move the camera, the background also moves to create that like effect, as opposed to just having like an LED background and you just move. It doesn't move with it. So right, it's very very costly. Um, but I see it eventually getting more uh, accessible and it could just be like a small screen at first and then you mm-hmm. know little things like that but i'm excited about that because i think that you will be able to create virtually anything you want yeah and i, I love i love seeing that the, there's kind of these these two different tracks that people are taking with with the virtual production you got the high-end stuff like you mentioned the mandalorian where right. you have these crazy led walls and and whatnot and um and but then you have like this sort of diy solution almost where um it's green screen motion capture yeah. suits and right. or and and you know facial captures and things like that where um Actually, she might actually be in the chat. I saw earlier on. Um, I spoke with a, a lady, Gabriella, who is helping a gentleman in London make a oh, full okay. a full CG uh, feature film, and she's doing all the motion capture in Florida or something like that, and he's doing all the directing in London, yeah. and and she's just doing it like in her apartment, right? All the motion capture and everything with just. And like this, man, this is so cool. I love, I love seeing how, like you said, it's the accessibility. I think that gets me so excited. Um, Cause like something well, like that is, is fairly reachable. Well, now they have uh where you can like tear deck. I, they partnered up with uh gosh, what's that company? It's not, is it frame IO? I don't remember, but it's, it's a, a basically a, a, where the director could literally be at his house a director could be at his house while the production and is watching everything in real time as you know, and can make the call. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously this all happened because of the pandemic and stuff. Yeah. Like they, the, the, the technology needed to really advance quickly mm-hmm. because now, because of the way things were, um, you wanted to make sure that less people on set, sure. you know, kind of keep it more skeleton crews. And because of that, like I feel like technology has just had to ramp up even higher to be able to get the 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 tech readily available so that you know we can do more virtual stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, which is which brings cool. to mind the, the old cliche of necessity is the is the mother of invention, right? So yeah. we had this problem. We have to. We we still got to make movies. We still got to right. make TV shows and stuff. But we can't do that. We have to do it in a way that's you know, that follows all these other rules that we have to follow now. And right. so it, bam, 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 bam. It really accelerated things. It's, it's super cool. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's awesome, man. I love it. I love More it. tech for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want, I, we're a little over the hour, but I wanted to ask, good, um, because it's, it's related to kind of what we were just talking about. Have you done any sort of re, like remote um, workflows uh, for, for your, for your work? Um, mainly, but this, I mean, we, I've always done this kind of stuff. Um, editing, mm-hmm. we do, we, a lot of the, a lot of times editing gets done remotely. Um, okay. yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll use something like either Dropbox or, you know, Google drive and, but it's not really, I wouldn't say it's remote. It's mainly me just sending over files over the web and then downloading okay. them and then just sharing the project over, you know, from that, that's, that's as, I guess that's, that's as remote or virtual as you can get. I mean, for the stuff that I've been, they've been doing, uh, my editor, Connor, some, uh, when he was working with me, um, there's times where he was flying to Tennessee mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, he would just edit remotely and then he would just send me the project file because he had all the footage ah. and then I could just open it up and I could just be like, Oh, make these changes or do this. And then he would just send the updated version and it worked out really well, oh, but cool. it was cool because he didn't have to be here. You know, yeah. it's not like he didn't have to be here and, and do all the stuff. He can just edit at his home in Tennessee, which yeah. is nice. 
So. Oh, that's that's cool. All right, right on. Well, um, that, like I just mentioned, I did bring us a little bit over our hour for the day. Um, is there anything else you'd like to mention or shout out or or thank no, anybody? Just, or uh, like I mean, thank thanks to all the people that joined us. Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, this live stream and came from the channel, and obviously appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, obviously thank you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys have always supported the channel, and you know, you guys are amazing, and you know, make my life a lot easier when it comes to. <laughs> you know, editing and stuff. And you guys are, you guys are a beast when it comes to building computers. So, and obviously if people follow you, I don't have to say this, get a computer built by, by Puget. These guys are honestly top notch. I mean, so. Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time out of the day to join us today. I, I really appreciate it. This was a lot yeah. of fun. Um, I'm definitely, I'll definitely have you on again uh, in the future. Yeah, see dude, how whenever, you, whenever you want. For awesome. sure. <laughs> uh, and, and I'll thank the audience as well for joining us. Um, we do this every Friday at, well, most most Fridays, we take holidays and certain days off and stuff like that. But most every Friday, at 1 p.m. Pacific. So, um, you know, you can mark your calendar for that. We bring in uh, a, a sort of a potpourri of various guests. We have uh, external experts like Armando. We bring in a few folks from our own office, uh, the labs team support and uh, also our sales department as well have gotten in on the mix. So, um, yeah, we just try to provide a bit of value to you guys. A little peek behind the curtain of how we do things, how experts like Armando do their thing. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you watching. So um, mark your calendars every Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific, and uh, we'll see you all next time. All right. Bye.